Divine Shepherd Lutheran Church and School in Blackhawk, South Dakota, is happy to share God's Word preached for you by Pastor Randy Sturzenbecker. We pray that you will rejoice in Christ crucified and resurrected for you. The waters of baptism, the Lord's Supper, and the forgiveness of sins, all for you, from Jesus. Fourth Sunday in Advent is from Deuteronomy chapter 18. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me, from among you, from your brothers. It is to him, and you shall listen. Just as you deserve, desired of the Lord your God at Horeb, on the day of the assembly when you said, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, or see this great fire anymore, lest I die. And the Lord said to me, They are right in what they have spoken. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, and I will put my word in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I commanded him. And whoever will not listen to my words, that he shall speak in my name, I myself will require it of him. This is the word of the Lord. Please read along with me the catechetical review found in the center portion of your bulletin. The second article of the creed, redemption. And in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. What does this mean? I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord. This is most certainly true. The epistle for this morning is from Philippians chapter 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. haste into the hill country to a town in Judah, 
And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. This is the Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. We continue with the uh, children's message. Kids, if you guys would all like to come down front and join me right down there. (laughs) Amen. There's, uh, as we go through Advent... There has been this, there's, there's this common thing that we're always talking about with it. And that's this waiting, waiting, waiting and trusting in the promise of a merciful God to fulfill all of his promises. God does not act in our time. He doesn't act according to our will. For example, Sarah, Abram's wife, who was 90 years old when she conceived Isaac. And it seemed that up until that time, God had forgotten about the promise he had made to Abraham. The Hebrews were enslaved by the Egyptians for 400 years. They were waiting. They were praying for their deliverance. And in the right time, in God's time, he sent Moses to lead his people out of Egypt and into the promised land. He did this, and he kept his promises to his people although they were rebellious and unfaithful to him. Through the prophets, we hear the promise that God would send the one who would save us. Those prophets, those people of old, didn't see the promise fulfilled in their time. They all continued to wait, remain, uh, to wait and remain faithful, generation after generation, trusting in God and his promise that he would send this Savior. And at the right time, and in God's time, he chose the young Mary of Nazareth to be the bearer of the Christ child. And Mary is visited by an angel who tells her all these things as God has found favor with her. There were few women in that time who would have understood the Old Testament prophecies 
Certainly one of them would have been Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, a relative of Mary. Her husband, after all, is Zechariah, a priest in the temple. And certainly Mary and her family, being catechized in the faith, knew about these prophecies of this one who was, would come to save God's people from their sins. But just like the prophecies that we see in the Old Testament, all of the stories that show us, reveal us, reveal to us who God really is, we see that there is nothing that prevents him from accomplishing his will. For God speaks and it is done. And he uses ordinary sinners, ordinary people to accomplish his will. Not only did Mary conceive by the Holy Spirit, but Elizabeth, who was well advanced in years, had become pregnant. This is God acting the creator and the sustainer of all things who accomplishes all things according to his will and in his time. He cannot be stopped or hindered by a closed womb, by a woman well advanced in years, Elizabeth, or anything else that seems completely impossible to man and to human reason. Mary received these words from the angel with great joy, for we see that in the words that she speaks, that we know as the Magnificat, my soul magnifies the Lord. Mary believed the word that was spoken to her. Let it be done to me according to your word, she had said. But think of all of the implications of this. This is creating a scandal. She's engaged. She's an engaged young woman promised to be married to Joseph. This is essentially a binding contract. Joseph has the right under the law to have her stoned for adultery. But the angel of the Lord tells him in a dream to take Mary as his wife, for she is bearing the very Savior promised throughout all generations. Scripture doesn't tell us anything about this, but we can only imagine some ridicule and shame, the gossip they undoubtedly endured because of this. In fact, Mary goes to see her cousin Elizabeth maybe to escape some of that. She stayed there for several months to hide out, maybe stay out of the fray. Yet God was with them. He was with her. He protected mother and child and he accomplished his will through the Virgin Mary. When Elizabeth hears the sound then of Mary's hello, the baby that she is carrying, John the Baptist, full of the Holy Spirit, leaps in her womb while yet unborn. He's pointing to Christ. The Holy Spirit comes upon Elizabeth and she's filled with words of prophecy and she says, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. She knew that she was unworthy of his presence. She knew that Mary was to be the mother of the Messiah. She knew that her Lord would be a human being and that her trust in him would bring her salvation. Elizabeth realized that this is her Savior, the Savior of all mankind right here that Mary is carrying in her womb. And here in Luke's Gospel, we have one of these most beautiful 
pieces of poetry written and uttered by the mother of Jesus. This shows us then that Mary was a very devout Jew and well catechized in the scriptures. For her song is one that is the fabric woven from the ancient scriptures. All of what she sings of here is found throughout the prayer book of the Bible, the Psalms. Listen to this again. Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent empty away. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. This Magnificat, it expresses the fullness of God found in His Son, Jesus Christ. And through and in her lowly, humble estate, the greatest promise would be fulfilled, that of the Son of God being born to save and to even save Mary from her sin. From the time of Mary now until until now, the, the song of Mary, the Magnificat, is sung. It's been part of the church's liturgy for centuries. It is the song of God's redeemed. For all would praise the Lord of heaven that he has bestowed his grace on this lowly maid to make her the mother of his son. We see God here is expressed in words like mighty, holy, which express the essence of who he is. But dear saints, there's something that's even greater here, even more wonderful, and that is the work of His redemption. For He is merciful. He is love. And yes, we see the miracle this morning in Mary conceiving the incarnate Son by the Holy Spirit, the greatest miracle that God came down to us to be born of flesh like you and me to save us poor sinners. God remembers His mercy. He remembers His covenant to Abraham that He had renewed with the patriarchs and through the prophets that all the nations of the earth would be blessed because of this promised Messiah to come. We shouldn't be surprised when Mary expresses this in this song of the ages. For she, her cousin, and all the faithful had been waiting for this promise to be filled for centuries that the mercy of God would be revealed to miserable sinners casting aside any notion of self-righteousness and they place their hope and trust in the Messiah of prophecy. As these believers of the Old Testament held fast to the promise of God that He would send the one to save them from their sins, we now trust in His dying and His rising for us. That through this, He has saved us from sin, death, and the devil. When we think and ponder upon the mighty acts of God, we should, like John, leap for joy. For He has delivered you from your bondage to sin. 
the weariness of it. You know what is right and good and what you ought to do, but sin is always crouching at your door right there with its author, the devil, to pounce. He is a liar, a deceiver, an accuser. And he is relentless in his pursuit of driving you into despair. When you look at yourself and you see that you cannot keep from sinning, that you continue to do the very things you don't want to do, it's in that, dear saints, that we have hope. We have hope because of the promise fulfilled in Jesus Christ that He would be born of this virgin, that He would suffer and die on our behalf. And because of that, the enemy, Satan, has been crushed. The mercy of God has been revealed to us in His Son. For we are the poor, we are the needy, we are the lowly, and we've set aside any false hope in ourselves and we only trust in this One who was born to save us. We are the true Israel, dear saints. We are part of those stars as numerous as the sky because God, through His Son, Jesus Christ, kept His promise. Since we are in His kingdom, we all enjoy the benefits and blessings of His promise through the one man, through the new Adam, Jesus Christ. God used an ordinary woman to accomplish the greatest miracle at the right time in our history. Justice has rained down. Through her song for the ages, God's grace, His justice, His holiness are celebrated. This is our song of the church. We continue to sing the praises of God and His salvation to His people. And He has filled you with good things. As you hunger, and you thirst for righteousness as you recognize your sin. God saves ordinary human beings, sinners like you and me. And He's called you to be His own. Your soul magnifies the Lord who has transformed you by His Holy Spirit and continues to work in you and accomplish that which He purposed by sending Jesus to be born, to suffer and die for you. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Mm -hmm.